0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 13th of May, 2021. It is Dream Theme Thursday, and believe it or not, I just woke up at 5.14. It has been a long time (laughs) since I've slept that late, and my alarm was still off from the – when. You know, I was off for that, I was almost six weeks, but yesterday was like such a hard day and such a long day, and I feel like I just collapsed last night, and thank God I just checked. I was, I was turning over, and I thought, let me just see what time it is, because I did feel like I was sleeping for a long time, so I have to reinstate the whole alarm thing. Apparently, with all this going on, it just takes so much time and energy, and some days are are just forever. But two things that I wanted to announce today. Today is Miri's birthday. Um, if anyone is mutual friends with her on, um, on Facebook or on Instagram, um, she was one of the first people when I was taking appointments, when I was doing those one-hour appointments that I had. She was in her early 20s then, and she wanted to travel. That was her daydream, you know, the dream she dreamed of all the time. And we talked, and we came up with a way for her to save money. And a year later, I met her. She um, she interviewed me, or not interviewed me. She met me at a cafe, and I did my show with her there. So... I got to meet her, and so um, she traveled for three months. She went to, like, Hawaii and came back to L.A., and then she did it again two years later and went to um, L.A. and Australia, I think it was. So she ended up traveling a lot, and now she's a mom. So happy birthday, Miri. Also, I heard an interesting fact today. They were talking about, Um, People becoming priests, and, you know, I never really thought about it because all the priests we hear about are older and, you know, there's certain issues in the Catholic Church that they have to deal with. But they said that over a third less people, men, are becoming priests over the last 50 years. So it's been dwindling over time. Even though the Catholic Church, the population of the Catholic Church, has actually increased, but they have less priests. So we may see some reform there where um, they can also be family men like in other religions. The only reason why they couldn't be family men was the churches couldn't afford to house the entire families. So they may want to rethink that strategy But we'll see what happens. You know, everything in our world is changing so fast that that may be one of the things. I just thought I would bring that up because we talk about religion here. Okay, so I have a dream today from Maria. And she says, good morning, Nadia. Please, if there is time, I had a dream last March. We were sitting on the floor in a circle in someone's house. It was in the evening. My youngest daughter was sitting at my right. My oldest daughter was sitting at my left. At some moments, my sisters were were present, standing behind us, and my mom was present, but in the background. We were playing. My youngest daughter, with her hands, picked up a bit of mud from the ground in front of her, pressed it together for a second, and let it go. The piece of mud became alive. It took the form of a lovely, happy, little brown dragon, still in mud form, then runs towards my oldest daughter who picked it up. It was fun. Then it was my turn. I picked up a bit of the mud from the ground in front of me, put my hands together like compressing the mud, and let it go. It took form and became alive and Started to run. It was perfectly formed, medium-sized, strong, green and brown lizard, iguana-looking like, but with a rounder face and a very short tail and a smoother skin. And it was very fast and very curious. I hold it before reached my oldest. I hold it before it reached my oldest daughter. I knew it could be a bit wild, and I didn't want to hurt anyone. I put it on its back facing to me and tied it up, its two bottom legs, to control it. I hold, it, I hold its two front legs with my hands, and looking at it, I said, Don't hurt anyone. We understand each other. End of dream. Thank you. Then she writes, After posting this dream, I found this post as an answer. And the post that she found, I posted on February 1st, 2020. So it was just prior to us shutting down during the pandemic. And I wrote, silence speaks. To not speak is a great lesson, which gives the rise to understanding that silence is a language in itself. Rewind your actions and try new roads of communication. Speak a language that does not injure as silence gives you a moment to breathe and in that moment, better, wiser thoughts can be heard. So here we have this dream that, you know, sounds like, hey, I don't want trouble. Um, You may make trouble. You may not know you're making it, but I'm, I'm letting you know, you know, don't make trouble but the bigger part of this dream is turning something out of what looks like nothing you never know what you're going to get you never know the answer but when we're having fun our intentions feel free and feel pure and we're just we're just doing whatever, and you pick up mud, and it comes to life. What it's really telling you is that no matter what you're faced with, always life. That's something we don't understand that well here. But especially with what you have experienced since March, and since losing your husband, The question of life is huge in your life right now. It's huge in my life right now. We're teeter-tottering every day of my life. And I thought, I have to go on. I have to do things like be able to do the show again. And I I have to, you know, we don't know. It's not in my hands. It's in God's hands. But, you know, what's in my hands is the work. And I'm, I'm looking at, being around someone, another human being, as they struggle. I used to look at that as, oh, wow, what will I do? How will I fix it? But all that has scaled back into I'm honored that I was one of the people chosen. Think about the difference in thoughts, that I was one of the people chosen be part of this person's life at this time in their life. So here you are not seeing this coming because you are in a different situation but having dreams of life. Not just present life with your one daughter on your right and one daughter on your left and then, you know, others standing behind you in support, whether they were here or not, because you know how dreams are. They don't have boundaries. But that life forever goes on. Nobody here is going to die in the way that we think it will happen. Nobody. Nobody. Get out of our body, that's true. And, you know, when people first figured that out, or at least I want to say the common public figured that out, they started calling their bodies nothing but a cape, nothing but a costume, nothing but a zipper, zip zip it off. But honestly, our bodies are not designed to last for a long time. Because we are not meant, obviously, to stay here. We're not here for five years or 200 years or even 150 years. And some people even go as far as saying is once we leave here, that's when we wake up, that this is a dream. Because we don't know half of what we normally would know. But there's one thing we all know innately is that is we can make life out of anything. That mud has life. And we step on it. But without it, we would die. We need mud. There's a lot going on down there. And you play with it, and it forms. And they're fun, but you also notice when something may not know enough to stop itself because you created it. You're the one playing with the mud. You gave it life, but you also knew it had the potential to hurt someone. And you're very protective of your family. So with the strength that you do have, you took life and you tried to protect it but you let it know why. So what does all that say? It says that what we know inside, every single one of us, is way more than we acknowledge on the outside. We are, believe it or not, like the animals in the jungles, very instinctive. We know exactly what to do. The only difference between us and any animal on Earth is that we are not running on instinct alone. We have different psychological, intellectual, not seen and unseen motives, concepts, perceptions, feelings, emotions, Think about it. Can you hurt an animal's feelings? I mean, you could make them mad and they'll come back and, and, and they may bite you or hurt you or if you provoke them. But you may do something that you don't think is provoking, but to them, because they are only instinctive, they're like, oh, they're putting their hand in my cage. I'll eat it. That bad animal, that bad animal, attack that kid. But in truth... To most animals, we look like food, at least the wild ones, um, even to some non-wild. So to them, they're not attacking us. We were offering ourselves. People come with a whole bag of tricks because we have the real animal that we're fighting throughout our lives, and learning to put in its place and overcoming its obstacles. And that's our egos. And this dream tells you a lot about your ego. Because even in your dream, there is a gentleness and a warmth and an awareness Of what is going around you. That everything has life, but everything contributes to life differently. And if something doesn't understand that it is dangerous, because this dream goes without blame. You're the one who created that little guy that you had to tie up because you knew that it didn't know how to control itself. So you took the leadership role and you said, okay, I'm going to have to do this. Don't hurt anyone. We, We are good together. We are fine. Because you also understood that that animal did not understand it could hurt someone. It was just going to be the animal it was, the lizard it was, the iguana-looking thing it was. But you can see issues coming, and you have it in you. You have it in you, the life around you direction. Like, hey, here's, here's this thing, and it just showed up. And this is what we need to do about it. You are a leader, a leader of your family, a leader of yourself, because you take a look at what's around you. And it starts in the first sentence. We were sitting on a floor in a circle in someone's house. You noticed everybody. You noticed exactly where one daughter was, exactly where the other daughter was exactly where your mom was. You saw life when it came out, and it may even have just been in the way people talk. You pick up on signals on what's going on. So Maria writes in chat, I knew it was its nature, not bad intended. Exactly. There are things that we do not give ourselves credit for, many things that we don't give ourselves credit for because we overlook our instincts. How many times have we done that? But not only do we overlook them, we try to prove them wrong. we like, nah, that's not right. I want to date that person. I want to get that job. I need a job, and you know you don't like the work. But you take it because you say you need the money as though no other job is going to pay you. We talk ourselves into stuff all the time, and it's not the stuff you'd think. Or did you ever meet someone who was dating someone, and everyone knew they weren't going to make it except the person dating? And then over time, it didn't work out, and they come back to you, and you're like, why didn't anyone tell me? And, And you're like, we did. We did tell you. And then they have to think back, and they're convinced no one told them. They are convinced because they did not want to hear what their instinct told them, what others told them, nothing. So that other quote that you put about silence being a language, I just talked to a mother yesterday. She has a daughter who's dating someone. She's in high school. Great guy, great couple, but she feels like, oh my gosh, I'm only in high school. This boy's talking about getting married. What's that? The mother, in her wisdom, like Maria in her dream, understood not to oppose a person in a situation like that because what they come to on their own is what they will act on. And you knew that with the first little life you guys gave out of the mud. And you also knew in the second one that you had to intervene. So there's things you can intervene with and things that aren't yours to intervene with. And that happens through silence. Because when we are silent, we can see. When we're talking, we can only hear what we're saying. And we may have a motive for what we're saying. We may not want the girl to date the guy or the person to be upset or the other person to be sick or the animal to hurt anyone. So we know why we're doing that. But silence gives us the space to allow another person to get to where they need to be so that they can hear themselves, let alone hear us. And most of the time, when we let something go like that, with silence, it will work itself out. It will work itself out. If the situation gets out of hand, you can intervene. But you can't intervene with don't do this, because that's not intervention. That's control. <laughs> that's, it's just taking matters into your own hands, pointing things out that are obvious, like, hey, this, this animal can hurt people. Let me at least stop it from doing that and letting it know that this is not the space to do that in. Thank you, but no thank you. There is such deep wisdom in this dream that you probably would read it and go, oh wow, they made animals out of mud. How cool is that? And yet this dream encompasses so much growth that the mind, that the mind is saying, hey, I can look at an, a situation. I can assess it. I can pull myself out of it. I can help it. And I can feel like I am protecting those I love. It's like this whole progression of thought put into action, put into thought again, in knowing where and when to interject who you are into the picture around you. Even in a dream, the fact that you don't want anyone hurt. It's not in your hands. But you can do your part. And you even understand that in the dream. When we are put up against a wall, that is when we know who we are. That we can't hurt anyone in our conscious or unconscious mind or lash out, and then pretend we didn't do it. We understand what we can control and what we don't. It's it's a really interesting thing, because when we are younger, our dreams are super wild. They're all about life and death. You know, we're... We're in these scary, scary situations or we'll watch something on TV and we'll take it to bed and we'll call it a nightmare the next day. Like, wow, after watching that, I, I had a nightmare. And I used to say that. We used to have these shows called, um, I can't remember, it was like, I can't remember the actual um, episodes, but the show was called Creature Feature. And it was on at like 9 o'clock at night. And then I think at 10 when it was done or maybe 10 to 11, I can't remember, but at that time, now this is aging myself quite a bit, once the show was done, the TVs went off. They used to call it snow. They used to like go into snow. There was was no TV until the next morning. So there was never all night TV. There wasn't cable. There were seven channels. But this show... I would watch, and I don't know why I'd watch it because it used to scare me to death. I'd have the worst dreams. I couldn't fall asleep because it opened my brain to the door of possibilities that some crazy stuff could happen, and I wouldn't see it coming. And as a young person, when you have dreams like that, they bother you like the whole next day. there's no one really you know you might say, "I had a bad dream," and they're like, "Oh, it's just a dream, Dreams and, and." you know And you're like, "No, no, but you don't realize, I, I was really scared now, nobody cares, <laughs> especially like my parents. stuff like that was just off the table in terms of discussion. But our dreams are wild like that, because our emotions are just trying to settle themselves into a place that starts to form who we are. So over time, I realized I don't like those kinds of movies. I never did. And I, even as an adult, I still have a hard time with movies like that, even though I know. I mean, my daughter works in film. She's in production, post-production. And she'll tell me that, hey, that person didn't really die. They're all just a prosthetic. Is that the right word it is, that, like when they're all plastic? And they'll do it in the exact image of the person with all the knives in it and whatever. But some of the stuff she did, I just can't watch, and it's not even that bad. They're like shows that you've all seen on HBO and, and, and on, um, I can't remember the things, Marvel and TNT and wherever else she's worked. But I still don't like watching the shows. And I feel so bad. I'm like, I'm the one parent. She won an award last year for, I guess, out of a thousand, um, see, I don't know all the titles, but in something in post-production, she won for a show she did in the Producers Guild Awards. That's what it was. So then she won. And I still, I said, I'm the parent that you, you probably one day say, hey, She never really could watch the shows I did, although the next one is going to be really, really cool. The next one is going to be cool, and I'll announce it, and maybe we'll all watch it because it has to do with uh, mind control, so it's going to be kind of cool. And I can't remember what it's going to be on, who the um, company is. I think it might be HBO, but either way. But when all of this happens, Our minds through these movies, through these shows, through even listening to each other here, we keep refining, we keep taking out the trash and understanding where we belong in this life. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And as we mature, we refine into dreams like this, Mm -hmm. very structured Because we, in our daytime, allowed for that structure. We no longer have something poking at our thoughts. It's us poking at life. We still might have, you know, these far-out dreams, but they're different. They have a different meaning. They're not like Wild Bill out there, you know, trying to establish itself. But it's saying, okay, you know all of this, check this out. And a dream like this, you might think, oh, that was cool. Saw everybody, animals were were coming to life in the dream, and I controlled it. But look at all that was behind this dream. And then I want you to think of what you faced after that. And also, not only what you faced after that, but how all your tools were in place for you to face anything. It's super important. And I I see you wrote another one. Oh, sorry. It was a few minutes ago about, yes, this was my thought process. But there's a lot of learning behind this because this is what's coming out in the unconscious mind. People playing, people being happy, people being whole and understanding that enough to not let anything foreign that you don't want by choice to interfere with that, to take it away. It was like you took ego and tied it up and said, Hey, wait a minute, we're happy here. We don't we don't need this intrusion because that's how ego shows up, out of nowhere. And that's the last part of the dream I could tell you you guys thank you so very much Maria thank you for sending in this dream there was just so many things in what looked like a cute story I love you guys and I will see you tomorrow bye bye you have been listening to today's daily dose of the I dig your soul podcast to learn more